Hi, friends. Welcome to God Stories. I am your host, Cassie, and I am so glad that you're here with me today. This is where I have on my friends, both new and old, to share their God stories. From the big, aha, miraculous, life-changing moments to the ordinary, everyday moments that are oftentimes the very extraordinary, life-changing ones. My hope is that you're encouraged. My hope is that you're sometimes challenged. My hope is that you feel welcome and enjoy today's episode. Hey friends, welcome to God Stories. I am so excited to be sitting down with one of my closest friends, Kia. Welcome, Kia. Hello, Cassie. We're actually recording this for the second time now, take two, because I'm not sure my equipment was working right before. So we're starting again, and I'm so excited for you guys to hear Kia's story. Uh, Kia, go ahead and introduce yourself, and then you can dive right in to your God story. (laughs) Hi, I'm Kia. I am from Austin, Texas, born and raised. I am one of three children. I am the eldest daughter, middle child. I um, can you share your fun fact of your and your brother's middle names? Oh yes, because I like this story. Yes. So my middle name is Taj. My brother's middle name is Mahal, which most people think the Taj Mahal, <laughs> like palace in yeah. India. But my parents, when they were dating, would go listen to this blues singer named Taj Mahal. <laughs> and so when they had kids, they always loved the name. And since I, even though I'm second, my middle name is Taj, which is his first name, because they thought that was more of a feminine name. So they named me um, Kia Taj, and they named my brother Cayman Mahal. I know you'll talk about this later, but I just love that your parents love music, but you and your husband and your family love music as well. And that yes. that's part of your story. It so thank is. you for sharing. Yes. <laughs> yes. We do love music. Our kids also have musical um, elements in their name as well. Yeah. Yes. So fun. Yes. Okay. Tell us about where you grew up and everything. So I grew up in Austin with, um, in a family that was just very um, free and loving and um, encouraging. Even though um, both my parents were raised in church, they were in churches of different faiths. My mom is from New England, and um, she is one of four kids. She's the eldest in her family, and her grandfather was a minister in the church. And so she was always raised um, with that uh, as her foundation as well. My father was raised down here in Texas, and he was also raised in church. He was raised in the Methodist church, and um, he's one of four as well. And he's actually the third child, but they would go to church Wednesdays and Saturdays and Sundays. They were very involved. And her dad's a bodybuilder, which I think is a cool (laughs) fact too. (laughs) Yes. When I grew up, he was bodybuilding. So it was just really fun to to see when people, as a kid, seeing this guy that coming up to school, (laughs) Um, he's still in the, um, health and fitness industry. He's a strength coach is what he likes to call himself. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. So growing up, did you attend one of your parents' churches? Mm -hmm. Okay. So we grew up going to my mom's Mm -hmm. um, faith in her church. Um, My dad doesn't, um, never grew up going, like once he started a family, we never would go and attend. He never went to church. And so we never really attended a Christian church, uh, except for when we would spend time with his sister in the summer, we would go to her Baptist church. So that was um, my experience with Christian church. But growing up, we would go to my mom's um, church, and it was 
um, a very uh, welcoming, loving church that you can have whatever kind of belief or faith and you're accepted um, for that belief and faith. You had your own walk, your own relationship. Um, people there that could believe that Jesus was the son of God and there was people there that didn't believe that at all. Um, people there that um, would call themselves more spiritual or um, just it was very much whatever you believed in, whatever your path was, that was okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what did Jesus mean to you growing up? Was there any kind of relationship you had or how did you view him personally? My whole, all of my interactions with people who called themselves Christians or had faith that Jesus was the son of God, um, were interactions that had a lot of judgment or condemnation. Um, it was more not really the loving side of Jesus. So every time that someone would speak to me about Jesus, it was, I felt like a very big wall grow up in, in my heart, just kind of like, I didn't want to hear it. I didn't want to receive it. Um, because I only felt that side of him. And on the other side of when I would go to my mom's church, it was very loving and welcoming and it's okay if you believe this and it's okay if you change your mind to the opposite thing the next day and it was just very um all about the journey and seeking and having you know trying to find your own path and your own answers um so I was very much turned off when about anything to do with Jesus growing up yeah mm -hmm. and then you left your house at 18 I did and went to El Paso, which is super far away from Austin, right? Yes. I played soccer my whole life. And so um, when I was in high school, I was being recruited and and I really wanted to go somewhere far, but um, the scholarship money for women's soccer wasn't um, as plentiful as other sports. So I couldn't really go out of state. I had to stay in state. So El Paso was as far as I could get. <laughs> And it was a different world over there. It was a great place to go to college. Um, I went to um, graduate school there as well. So I was there for about seven years. That's amazing. Yes. Um, after I graduated, I moved back to Austin and I was looking for a job. And I, really, I did my MBA there, but I also did um, a kinesiology undergrad. So I really wanted to do something with like sports or um, strength and conditioning or something like that. And so I found a job at the Houston Dynamo. So after a couple of months, I moved to Houston. <laughs> <laughs> um, after I uh, started working at the Dynamo, uh, I met this guy at the Dynamo. And um, after a couple of months of working there, he decided one day to walk me to my car and his name is Ray, my now husband. <laughs> and it, our relationship changed because he, you know, said his intentions, told me that he liked me and, um, just said that he, he wanted to date me. And so I was kind of thrown off because I only saw him as a friend at that point in my life. But after a couple of months of just kind of testing the waters, we became a couple and we started dating and when he grew up, he grew up Catholic and, um, his mom got remarried when he was in high school and, um, the man that she married is a Christian. And so she started going to his church and, um, taking, you know, Ray and his brother to the Christian church. And, and he said, that's when he gave his life to Jesus was when he was in high school. So 
he was a believer when we were dating. We would have conversations about God, but um, he would never, I mean, he wasn't really someone that was following him at that time or reading the word um, or had an intimate relationship with him when we were dating. Um, I would say after like six months of dating, we just moved really fast into our relationship because I got pregnant with Madison, our eldest daughter. And growing up, I was always a planner. I like to have things planned. I like to have everything kind of laid out before me. So the fact that something happened that I wasn't planning just threw me for a big loop. And Ray had a completely different response. He was so excited and just really um, happy that we were going to start a family together. Um, When he did, we talked about marriage and we talked about how I was going to look moving forward. And I just needed to get myself processed that I was going to have a child. (laughs) Um, so we didn't get married right away and I really wanted to be close to my family. So we moved back to Austin. And, um, at that time, Ray told me that it was really important for him that I think at that point too, Jesus was kind of pulling at his heart because he even said to me, like, I really wanted to raise my family in a church and I want them to know God. And this is something that's really important to me. So he must've been really working on my heart because I said, okay. And we went to Christian church um, when we moved back to Austin. So we would go to church and it was more of, for my perspective, just kind of checking a box and pleasing what he wanted for his family. And I was like, okay, if that's what is important to you, then we'll do that. So we went to church and I would, Ray would travel for his job and I would still go to church. I really was searching for, for something. When I was a kid, I always did believe in God, but I never knew him as Jesus Christ. And I, I did pray as a child and I did seek him. I always had this feeling like there was something missing. I had so many questions that I couldn't find answers for. And there was just a hole inside of me. And so when Ray had mentioned going to church, I was like, okay, yes. And so I would go, but I still had walls up when it came to Jesus. And I was going really, I really was looking for those answers, but it wasn't like he was in, he wasn't living inside of me at this point. I was not a believer. And so um, slowly I would go and I would listen. My wall started kind of breaking down when allowing people to talk to me about Jesus, <laughs> but it's, I still had a hard heart. I think it's incredible that you were going to church when your husband was out of town. Like you were still bringing your daughter and going yourself. Mm-hmm. I think that speaks a lot to where your heart was already at. That's true. I mean, looking back on it, I it's so much easier to see how he was working on me and how he was really pulling me towards him. And and he is as close as we are to saying his name. Like he is always there. And uh, it, it was going to take him a lot of work to soften my heart because I it was hard and I had a lot of barriers up there. And he was so kind um, and his approach to me and even using Ray. I mean, Ray was so kind and so loving and um, wasn't, you know, hard with me when it came to what I said I believed. And through him and through his mother and through my interactions with these Christians that were showing me the love of Jesus, it really did start to break down those walls for me. So we um, got married when Madison was nine months old. And I'm glad we waited only because it really, I'm 
it takes me a long time to process things. It takes me a long time to wrap my head around the new normal. And I feel like I really wanted that um, foundation for our relationship. Um, because we got, it had been six months since we dated. We didn't really know each other. So we, I felt like I was ready at the time and he was ready at the time to get married at that time. So nine months in, we got married. And at that time, I still wasn't a believer. <laughs> um, so we didn't have like a Christian ceremony. We did have scripture in our, um, during our ceremony. Uh, so I, w- I would say our foundation definitely was not Jesus though, when we got <laughs> married. Uh, we had our son, we got pregnant with him very quickly after that. And um, after having him, I was kind of, you know, I have a two-year-old and a newborn. You need to get a job where you're, you know, in the office and at home every day. So he said, well, that means we're probably going to have to move back to Houston. So we did. He got a job and in Houston. So we moved back to Houston. Um, it took a couple of years to, uh, for us to find a church that we felt comfortable going to. Um, because at that time in my life, I really needed a very um, love forward, very welcoming environment of um, people that just showed me the love of Jesus. That's what I needed at that time because I was still not even a believer yet. And we found a church after a couple of years. Ray and I both separately were kind of searching for churches. We did try churches and then we just we didn't really um, feel a connection there. So we would wait a few months, try another one. And he was really, Jesus was really working on us at the same time separately. And then finally one day um, we started talking about it and he's like, I think I found one that, um, that we would like. So we tried it out and we loved it. It was very, we both love music and the worship was amazing there. And it just was a very loving environment or a church with a lot of um, people that didn't believe or very new believers would go there. And so I, I just really felt comfortable in that environment. And the day that I was saved was a day during worship. And at the moment, I didn't know that's what had happened to me. But afterwards, I just was like, what just happened? So I was in worship. And the only way I can really describe it is I had a moment of singing the songs that I've always been singing for months now. And in my heart, I truly believed everything that I was saying, everything that I was worshiping. And I had an encounter with the Holy Spirit and it completely just, it crushed me in like all the best ways. I just started crying. I didn't know why. I didn't know this is what was happening to me. And um, it was just such an amazing experience. But after that, that's when I was like, what just happened? I didn't have any context. I didn't have any scripture. I didn't have anything that told me what was going on. Um, but I was like, okay, I have to know. So I went and I started reading the word and I wanted to do all the studies that I could. So I started reading Genesis. I started doing a revelation study. I wanted to read all the gospels and I just could not get enough of the word of God. And every spare moment of my life was all about the word. And I wanted to know everything. And um, at that time, also, I joined a group and I was with a group of women that had been walking with Jesus for many, many years and decades. And it was just such a blessing that he put me in that environment because they really got to pour into me. And they were so kind with me and they answered all my crazy, ignorant questions all the time. And and just how they treated me as someone that was so new and so um, just 
didn't understand any of the theology. Uh, it was just such a blessing for me at that time. Um, it did take me a long time to really even call myself a Christian because I had this view of what a Christian was. But as I read the word and saw what Jesus did for us, it just really broke down my walls about who he was and knowing him, truly knowing him and not through other people, but through what he says and who he says he is and what he did for us. Um, that made me start to just really appreciate him and worship him in a way that I never did before. I always cry when I talk about this. Sorry. <laughs> um, I'm just so grateful that he worked so hard and pulled me in because it really, it made it just, it, it disappointed me that I didn't get to see that side of him before. And I only saw the parts that I didn't, that I didn't need at that point in my walk with him. And now as a believer, I know every person has a different calling. And there are people that need to hear the truth in a firm way. But my calling is to show the love and to bring people in and to, to see how much he loves you. And I feel like once you lead with the love and know how much he loves you and everything that he's done, will do, and is doing in your life, then you can bring in those hard truths. It takes the love first and then the truth can come in about how we need to change our sin and how we need to change the way that we live our lives. But it that's why I feel like it's my calling for me is to lead with the love. I love that. And it makes me think of the scripture about his kindness leads us to repentance because it is his love and it is his kindness. And you didn't feel like you really saw that growing up from Christians. You saw like the judgmental and felt like he was not who he, it wasn't really who he is. He was just like some mean God or something. Mm -hmm. And I love that now that you experienced his love and his kindness, that's what you want to do for other people and just really love them and show them his love because that's what draws people in. And that's such a testimony to other people is just seeing him through you. And I, I love that so much. Yes. I'm just so grateful. I mean, it's hard to see what, how he tells us to live our lives and how we realize that what we're doing, at least I'll speak for myself, the way that I was living my life was not the way that was in alignment with his word. And the way that I was as a wife, the way that I was as a mother, the way that I was as a friend, definitely um, was not what he's calling us to be. And so it took work. It's taking work. I'm still in the process and I will always be. But how the more that I aligned my life to what he said it should be, the better everything became. And I'm so grateful to him with that for that because my definitely my our marriage and everything was going down the path that it shouldn't have been going down and how he saved that and how he saved even our family and our children. I'm just so grateful to him. And I had moments where I was like, are you sure? Like, this is really what you need or is this really how I should be living my life? And I would have moments of doubt and I would have moments of questioning. And he can handle all of that. And even sh he shows people in the scripture that had moments of doubt and had moments of disbelief. 
and he knows that we're going to have that, but he's always there and his faithfulness and his love will always bring you through. And I'm, I can't thank him enough for that. Does it feel like now that you are walking with him and following him, does it feel like a bunch of rules? Does it feel like it's hard, like you can never measure up? Or how does it feel following him, but there being like a standard that he has? Do you know what I'm saying? I do. I definitely do not feel like that. That's awesome. I don't feel like that at all. It, If anything, I feel like it's the opposite. I don't feel like there's a lot of rules. And he doesn't want us to feel like that. He it's like he says, if you love me, you will follow my commandments. And it's not like, okay, you must love me so you can and follow what I tell you to do. No, it's like, if you truly love him and know who he is, then you will do everything that he says because he only wants the best for you. Mm-hmm. And it's for us. It's to benefit us. And it's just like a loving father would do. Like We don't discipline our kids and give them rules to hurt them or yeah. to lead them down the wrong path. And the more that we realize that what he says is the way, he is the way, the more we'll be like, oh, yes, it's it's not me that's that's doing things that are the best for me. It's him that wants the best for me. I love that. I was just thinking about the same analogy. Like when I was thinking of Judah, you know, he doesn't understand sometimes why I wouldn't want him watching TV all day long, but we know that's not good for our kids all day long. And so sometimes we do things that our kids might not understand or they might not like, but it's out of love for them because we love them and are wanting to protect them and want the best. And it's the same thing, like you just said, with the father and us. Mm-hmm. Very true. And I see, I mean, I see my children having the childhood, knowing Jesus and just seeing such a difference in how they're walking their lives and having the the word and having him as the foundation of their life. I'm just, I'm so amazed and grateful. I have these moments where I had to forgive that I did not have that growing up, but just knowing that he's using that for the good. Yeah. And, um, now that my eldest is in middle school and having really wanting them to have the relationship for themselves and just seeing her walk and seeing my son's walk and even my littlest four year olds walk, um, just, it's so precious to see how they have that peace. They have that um, security in Christ that I didn't have as a child. I see the difference. And they're even witnessing to me um, through their walks with Jesus as well. It's, it's so cool. It's so amazing. And when you were talking earlier about how right after you got saved, you were so hungry in, in the word and everything, did that inspire your husband and his relationship with the Lord? I know he was already a believer, but... 100% yes. He was not someone that was in the word or um, the spiritual leader that you know the father calls for our husbands to be in our home at that time. And as he was seeing the the change in me, I was definitely witnessing to him that, yes, this is something that he wanted to come back to. And so um, he started getting that hunger and he started joining men's groups and um, seeing the change in him. It was amazing for me to see. I'm so grateful that he became that spiritual leader in our home and uh, it really helped us put our family on the right path, having us be together in that. I just feel like 
our our marriage and it really does take us both and even having him Jesus I'm talking about be the reason for our marriage and seeing that analogy between us being the bride and it it really just brings it all into such a perspective of why we're here and what we're supposed to be doing so yes, it, it did bring him into a, a new intimacy with Jesus and and just uh, having the foundation in his life now as well, it has changed everything in our home. And you don't have that hole in your heart anymore. I, I don't. <laughs> I don't. I am. That was the first thing I noticed was that feeling of unknowing, that feeling of something is missing that feeling went away and it was because I didn't have Jesus inside of me. I did not have his spirit. And I'm that whole, that's the biggest thing is his peace in my life. Now, just having that peace in my life, I would not give that up for anything else in this world. I'm so grateful that I don't have that, those questions anymore. Now I'm tearing up (laughs) both crying because I'm just thinking you've mentioned a lot when sharing your story about Jesus's love. And I just see the fruit of that, the evidence of that in y'all's home, just how you and your husband love each other is just so inspiring to me as a wife. It's so, um, I just can't even think of the right words, but it's so beautiful. Y'all's love for each other and for your kids. Like you love your kids, you delight in them, you enjoy them. Not everyone has that. A lot of people I would say don't have that. And I just love that. I love love. <laughs> no, but th- that comes from Jesus's love. And it really goes back to like his, his kindness and his love and just the overflow of that. And that's your whole life. It's He is your whole life. He is what your whole life is about. And it just overflows into your marriage, your family, other people, your friends. And it's beautiful. Thank you so much. That's just so inspiring to hear because... I mean, we have our moments, obviously, but just to see that those moments are fewer and far between than they have ever been. Thank you. That's really inspiring to hear. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing your story. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me here. And and it really is, um, has been a journey for me just to be able to speak confidently um, about what he's done for me and to really see what he's done for me and what he's continuing to do. So I feel grateful that you've given me this opportunity. And Kia is now leading at church, serving. She led a small group. Like you're not just attending groups anymore. You're leading them now, <laughs> which is so cool. <laughs> it is, yes, it's been, it's been so delightful to do that stuff. And it, it's, um, it's no obedience to what he's asking me to do. And he's stretching me. He's definitely stretching me. And it's, um, it's been an amazing experience. Yes. Is there anything else from your story you want to share before I ask my last fun question? I don't think so. Okay. I like to ask that just in case. But the last fun question I ask all my guests is if you could sit down with someone from the past or present and hear their God stories, who would it be and why? Well, since you're one of my best friends, I knew you were going to ask me this, <laughs> um, listening to your podcast in the past. And as I was praying about this, the Lord brought in my grandmother. Oh, 
It's so crazy you said that because I literally thought of her the other day wondering if that's who you'd really? say. Oh my goodness. Um, Cue my- the tears. <laughs> <laughs> my father's mother, uh-huh. uh, she passed away when I was four years old. So I have like one memory of her and um, I never knew her really at all. But everyone always described her as the most giving person in the world and such a strong believer in Jesus and just really um, exemplifying the love of Christ. And um, it's sad to me that I did get to know her. And I think that that would be the one person I would really want to hear. What was her name? Her name was Thelma. Thelma. <laughs> <laughs> and growing up my entire life, everyone always told me that I looked like her. Really? And just, yes. Everyone says I was like a little mini Thelma. You and I have talked about this before, but in scripture, it talks about like the four generations and the blessing of that. And I just love that, that, that you're the fourth generation. And like, I know that you're an answer to her prayer because you know, since she loved the Lord, she wanted that for her kids and her grandkids and so on. And that, that is what's happening. And I just think that that is so cool. I agree with you 100%. I've thought about that so many times that my walk right now is truly an answer to her prayers. And I know that is something that she prayed for. So. And like you're carrying the mantle on for her, which is so cool. Yeah, I agree. Isn't that neat? Yes. I love that. Thelma. Thelma Sams. <laughs> Thelma Sams. What a great name. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you, Kia. I'm just so grateful Um, I asked Kia to be on the podcast six months ago and it wasn't the right timing. And then the Lord put it on my heart now to do it and led you to say yes. And I just love getting to hear it in this way and for everyone else to get to hear it and what he's done in your life. So I just really appreciate you and appreciate you sharing today. I really appreciate you having me on and for sharing and you just create such a loving, peaceful Um, environment that allows people to feel comfortable sharing and your love and curiosity for people is such a gift that the Lord's given you. Oh, I love you. you. (laughs) I love love. I love you. (laughs) Friends, thanks so much for listening. I had so much fun. It was such a joy to get to sit with one of my very best friends, Kia, to hear her God story in that way. You know we have littles when we're laughing about a quote that turns out to be from the movie Frozen. We had to look it up later. Of course, it was a kid's movie that the quote is stuck in my head from. It was a silly little fun thing, but truly it was such an honor to get to hear her story. And I'm so grateful that she shared with all of us. It's amazing. It never ceases to amaze me just how faithful and loving our God is and how he's with us and patient and so kind to just draw us in. And he's not a mean God at all. He just loves us all so much. And I hope you really feel that today and know that to be true in your own heart as well. It is almost Mother's Day for you moms. I want to wish you an early happy Mother's Day. I hope you have a great one and have a great start to your summer as well. Thank you guys again for joining me. Have a great day.